I was once told about a man who despised small talk. If he found himself at a party, he would never ask about someone's job or comment on the weather or inquire how long it had taken a guest to get there and what route they had taken and did they avoid the traffic on the A40? Instead, his opening gambit was always, aside from work and family, what's your passion? When I was first told this story, I admired the man's inventiveness, but I couldn't immediately think of how I would answer. What was my passion? As a teenager, I had been taught the importance of having hobbies to put on your CV in order to show you were a well-rounded person. I'd struggled to scrape any together. I went to one salsa class and hated it, but I whacked it on my CV to placate the careers advisor. My father had taken me abseiling as a child, so I added that into the mix. I played the trumpet and put that down too, Film, I typed, because it's true that I did like going to the cinema and ordering a medium bucket of sweet and salty popcorn. The result was that any prospective employer would consider me a well-qualified, salsa-dancing, trumpet-playing, cinema-going, abseiler. But I couldn't say that I felt passionate about any of it, other than the popcorn. Besides, a passion is different from a hobby, isn't it? The former can be a concept, a feeling, a person. The latter involves some form of activity, occasionally with crampons. Then, two years ago, the answer came to me with sudden clarity. We were living through a pandemic, and like millions of people around the globe, I went from having an active social life to none at all. I missed my friends with startling acuteness. I missed their faces, their hugs, the smell of their particular perfume. I missed our chats. I missed making sense of things by talking to them. I had discovered my passion. It was friendship. My friends had seen me through life's unexpected turns. They had been there to support me through breakups, fertility issues, marriage, divorce, miscarriage, job changes, home moves, and more. They had given me support and kindness and good advice. And when things had gone well, they'd celebrated with me. We had laughed and cried and walked hand in hand through both hardship and success. There wasn't any language I could reach for to describe precisely what they meant to me. Most of the vocabulary around love had been co-opted for romantic relationships. I told my friends I loved them all the time, but of course I wasn't in love with them. It was more nuanced than that. I was passionate about them. Like many passions, it had grown to obsess me. Looking back, I realised that I loved the feeling of connection so much I came to rely on it. I sought out new friendships again and again and again. I would meet a person and instantly want to bond with them in some small way. We would fall into conversation, and I knew that if I listened closely enough, I would be able to find something we had in common – a shared sense of humour or a mutual liking for a particular book or song or TV show. I would get a buzz from that moment of exchange, a hit of pure friendship adrenaline. In that moment, I would feel worthwhile and liked and accepted. I wanted more of it. Then I needed more of it. Then it became something I relied on for my own self-worth. I must be okay, the reasoning went. I've got so many friends. At some point in my late 30s, 
it started to feel unsustainable. I found myself unable to keep up with all my friendships in the way that I wanted to. There wasn't enough time to be there for everyone and still maintain a functioning life. It meant that I became a conspicuously less good friend because I was spreading myself too thinly. I was trying not to let anyone down, which ensured inevitably that I did. I said yes to invitations and dinners and shopping trips and weddings and birthdays and baby showers because I was worried a friend might be disappointed with me if I didn't. 